Hello. Hello. I'm Megan. I'm Kara. This is the Witch's Magic Murder and Mystery Podcast. Uh, and we're coming up to you on a Tuesday we with got our shorter. I said shorper. Shorper. That's, Shor- a, that's what we're calling it from now on. Shorter forget, episodes. Forget the side piece. It's a shorper. <laughs> we got to make sure that's nothing, so, not something weird, but it probably we'll, is. If not trademark. <laughs> Guys, that's okay. ours. That's, that's ours. ours. So I'm going to. It's Thanksgiving week. I was just about to say what. I don't understand how it's we got here. Happy. This whole year is feasting, y'all. Ooh. Mm. What is your favorite Thanksgiving food? My great grandmother's dumplings. I learned how to make them from my great aunt. And everybody in my family will tell you that nobody else can make them like I can. Mm. They taste just like. This does not surprise me. They taste just like Granny Dan's and they're so freaking good. I could eat them all day long. Like, if you. Like any Thanksgiving food that you can eat as a leftover, like that's my favorite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you all, have we talked about how good of a cook Kara is? <laughs> and that also at Christmas, she makes millions of Christmas mm-hmm. cookies. Yep. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, uh, what's your favorite? <sighs> There's so many. It's really hard. For and me who think. makes it? So your mom is adorable. So I'm assuming she can. Yeah. My mom makes cooking. really, really good food. It's hard. Like, I can't ever decide on a favorite food. I mean, oh, my plate is we deep fry our turkey, oh, and that's God. always amazing. Yeah. And then, you know, leftover turkey. Mm-hmm. And country ham. Yeah. I love Y'all country ham. That don't know about it. Country I ham. I know. We, we always talk have about a honey baked ham, too. We have people in the Facebook group who were like, what is country ham? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm <laughs> trying to figure out ways to send you all a country yes. ham. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And okay. beer cheese. What episode do you have today? Okay. So remember when you were talking about the um, globs of, mm. mm-hmm. and I decided they were aliens? This is why. I laughed real hard when I re-listened to that because you start talking about it and I was like, wait, wait, wait. Pause, wait. Hold up. Hold up. Wait a minute. Okay. I'm so glad okay. that you're doing this. I got it from one article. It's an article written by Paul Stonehill. It's the Russian underwater encounter encounters what lurks beneath the surface. Also, guys, this frog is frog people. Frog people. This is Russian. Uh, oh, the names. Sure. I'm just gonna call him sir and ma'am and yeah. guy and captain and <laughs> colonel. And <laughs> That's what I whatnot. do. <laughs> okay, so it was the summer of 1982. Mark Steinberg. I'm going with that. Mm-hmm. Shit, shine, shine, my girl. <laughs> <laughs> Along with Lieutenant Colonel. Mm-hmm, yeah, something. With, with a Lieutenant Did Colonel. It, yeah, with a Lieutenant Colonel. We're conducting periodic training of reconnaissance divers. They were called the Frogmen. Um, and they were training exercises that had been in, taking place in this lake. Uh, it was super deep water and it was really, really cold. Um, They said, quite unexpectedly, the officers were paid a visit by a very important official, Major General V. Demyanko. He was the commander of military diver service of the engineer forces of the Ministry of Defense, USSR. That is a mouthful. Yes, that's quite the title. He arrived to inform the local officers of an extraordinary event that had occurred during a similar training exercise in the Transbaikal military region. He said that during their military training dives, the frogmen had encountered mysterious underwater swimmers that were very human-like, but massive. What is three meters in height? Oh, Kara. Mm. Megan. Just. Alexa. You know how, like, math. three meters in height? Three meters in height. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. something I found on the internet. 9.84252 feet. So if you're in the United States, 
it's, it's almost not, 10 it's, feet. Yeah, it's almost 10 feet. And if you're not in the United States, then you know what three meters means. And I'll yeah. tell you. Yeah, you could tell us. Why do we make things complicated? I really don't know. He okay. said, the swimmers were clad in tight-fitting silvery suits despite the icy cold water temperatures. He said, at the depth of 50 meters, the swimmers had neither scuba diving equipment or any other equipment. And they only had sphere-like helmets concealing their heads. Okay, listen. Mm-hmm. Deep, 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 deep underwater. Yep. Where it is very cold. me. He, they encountered 10 foot human swimming, swimming with silvery body suits and sphere like. But what if it was just silvery skin, not silvery body suits? Right. Because they're fish uh-huh. with the scales. Yeah. Maybe they're just Sphere-like fish that are so big. That, helmets concealed. Which is just their well, head. These are real smart fish then. Well, that's why that's why deep water's terrifying. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, so he said the local military commander, who was super alarmed, decided to capture one of the creatures. He said, with the purpose in mind that a special group of seven divers under the command of an officer was dispatched. The frogmen tried to cover the creature with a net. The entire group was thrown out of the deep waters to the surface by a powerful force. He said... The entire uh, group? Mm-hmm. All of them were just, like, ejected. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he said that there's really no way that that should have been able to happen because of the depths that they were in, like the bodysuits that they had on. They were, he was just like, I don't like what's what's That's happening. How. Yeah. yeah, I was in the water. Now I'm not. How? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So he said that the only thing in working condition that could have contained that much pressure to throw them out of the waters was in like a military pressure chamber in the region Mm -hmm. he said but only one was in working condition and it would contain no more than like two persons like that wouldn't have been like all those creatures would not been involved okay yeah so he said since the four frogmen were forced that big, out of the water yeah, yeah. yeah that big bang mm-hmm. um three of them including the leader of the group died oh and the rest became invalids oh my gosh yeah from um, i guess from going in deep water to mm-hmm. out of it so quickly like yeah. the pressure yeah that it has on your lungs and everything mm-hmm. i've only i went scuba diving once which that's a good story i'll have to tell you all another time but because you know me and deep water and how yeah but um you know that was a big thing they made like you can't come up too quick right so, mm so creepy that have been painful yes so it said the major general rushed to this place that they were getting ready to do this dive to warn them he said that lake is more shallow than the one that they had the incident in maybe it doesn't contain these type of creatures but did the major general know something that this this team didn't is he like oh i know that this is gonna be in this lake as well like right. don't go in him so he said a short time later the staff headquarters of Turkmenistan, something mm-hmm. military region, had received an order from the commander in chief of the land forces. The order consisted of detailed analysis of the lake events and reprimands. It was supplemented by an information bulletin. So they were just like, you know, we we need to know what's happening. Right. We got to know what's going on. I mean, um, it's interesting to think that the the reason the guy came was to throw him off for some other. I know. Yeah. He said, such documents without exception were highly classified and for the eyes of a very limited circle of military officers. The purpose Mm. of such documents was to prevent unnecessary encounters. Ooh. Mm -hmm. He said, the territory under the military unit jurisdiction where the (laughs) served in this lake area. He said it was a kilometer and a half deep. And he said, 
Suarez is visible to those stationed at the tracking point. All of this information about where it's located, where it's yes, and who has access, yeah, and it. how to find it, all that thing. Like, yeah, I understand military files. And mm-hmm. For those of you that do, that's great. More, more I'm so proud of you, fully. <laughs> he said the files of the Russian Ufology Research Center contain much more information about Russian underwater sightings, including statements of naval officers and intelligence operatives. So, while the most interesting information will be published in the new book he co-authored with Paul Stonehill and Philip Mantle, he said it's safe to conclude that the Soviets before and the Russians now are preoccupied with the strange and sinister creatures lurking in their waters. Oh my god. Yeah. There's eyewitness reports. So, in August 1965, a crew of the steamship R-A-D-U-G-A... Raduga. Raduga. (laughs) While navigating the Red Sea observed an unusual phenomenon. About two miles away, a fiery sphere dashed out from under the water and hovered over the surface of the sea, illuminating it. The sphere was 60 meters in diameter and it hovered above sea at an altitude of 150 meters. He said a gigantic pillar of water ascended upwards as the sphere emerged from the sea and collapsed some moments later. December of 1977, not far from the Novi Jor Island, the crew of the fishing, oh God, whatever. Vasily Kisilev. Also observed something quite extraordinary. He said rising vertically from under the water was a donut-shaped object. Diameter was about 300 feet and 500 meters. It hovered at an altitude of four to five kilometers. Its radar station was immediately rendered inoperative. The object hovered over the area for three hours and then instantly disappeared. It just said, see ya. I'm just like, it would be an excellent place for aliens to hide Mm -hmm. deep, deep, deep underwater, considering, you know, that whole stat that everybody talks about how we've only explored, what, 5% of the ocean or something like that? Yeah. Is that why we don't explore more? Because they know we're not supposed to. Exactly. Like, yeah. So it says June of 1984 in the Mediterranean, 20 nautical miles from Strait of Gibraltar. Gibraltar? Yep. Global was on duty, this person. Uh, And with him was second in command, this other person. Volatov. Yeah. I say these like I know it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just come in with some confidence. I love it so much. (laughs) They were standing watch at the left bridge extension wing when both men observed a strange object when the object was there they said that their binoculars started shaking they started shouting it's a flying saucer a real saucer my god hurry 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 and look that would be my just like staring at it's a saucer it's a flying saucer it's It's a really one it's a big one it's really i can't can't stop shaking but it's a saucer i'd call you i'd marco you look 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 (laughs) okay so he said it flattened out it was like a super flat looking object uh, he said it's real. It reminded him of an upside down frying pan, and the UFO was gleaming with grayish metallic shine. It's like the little green aliens in Kentucky. Uh, he said <laughs> the, the lower, yes, the lower portion of the craft had a precise round shape. Its diameter was no more than twenty meters, and a lower portion had like waves. So then they're just like continues into like the nineteen hundreds. And, like, all these UFO sightings and, like, just talks about in Russia, there's all these things that are now not so classified that they're being able to write books about and publish and dig deeper into. Wow. Yeah. 
He said that to those of you interested in the current UFO research, remember the names of present-day Russian and Ukrainian ufologists who'd pursue the study of the phenomenon in spite of the great difficulties experienced by their countries. So I'm sure the countries gave them hell for well all this stuff. You know, anytime that you take UFOs super seriously, there's other people that make fun of you for yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah. And now they're like, what now, suckers? Yeah. The military had this information, yeah. and now we have it. I mean, maybe, because we are very intelligent people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is why we have a innate fear of what's deep, deep. underwater, because we're smart. <gasps> or we're star children. That's and also... our home is calling to us. <laughs> <laughs> also a definite possibility (laughs) no but honestly that's where those blobs came from it's their babies they were protecting the nest that's what goes back the oakville blobs that's what happened it landed in oakville russia to oakville have you seen that movie cocoon Mm -mm. you haven't seen cocoon what's it about it's from the 80s and it's like aliens who deposited like cocoons deep underwater stop it um that's yeah you should this watch is it. amazing i loved it when i was a kid it's not a kid's movie but <laughs> um did we anyway, ever watch anything age appropriate when we were children no the 80s were a wild time mm, even stuff that was supposed to be for kids like howard the duck <gasps> so inappropriate or like harry and the hendersons mm-hmm. or any john candy movie oh my god yeah it's probably actually john candy movies probably weren't supposed to be for kids yeah but danny devito <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you know, have I told you that my 15-year-old daughter wants a life-size cardboard cutout of Danny DeVito to put in her room because she thinks it would be hilarious? <laughs> that is amazing. I'm like, why do you want that? And she's like, because it'd be so funny. And I'm I like, you know what? Danny she's DeVito. not wrong. It would be no. so funny. She does have a pillow on her bed that says Danny DeVito. B, mm. like a, mm-hmm. and it's like a B with his right. head. Mm. on a pillow we that's should. a thing that exists and my daughter owns it <laughs> i am gonna get her a cardboard cutout of him laying on the beach as frank with his rum ham <laughs> from always sunny in Philadelphia. oh god that'd be great that's gonna be so good so i'd never heard that story ever no. i do see though how it connects with the blobs i mean it's got a lot of military words in there but yeah the oakville blobs that's aliens underwater that are attacking people i mean it really would be for there to be some sort of big alien operation mm-hmm. on earth that would be the perfect place for mm-hmm. it. deep 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 underwater yeah i'm curious now are, are there a lot of them that are just like centrally located there in russia for a reason mm. or mm. are we just not hearing about it other places I mean, our waters are so big. I know. Just Mm -hmm. one more reason to stay out of the lakes. Right. Don't go chasing waterfalls. (laughs) Please stick to the river. No, don't stick to the lakes. Stick to the dry land. Where there's no aliens. (laughs) There's just going to be spiders and snakes that can attack. (laughs) Also terrible. Don't leave your house. That's the key. That's the key. Just stay home and listen to To us. To us and love us. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. We have a double episode coming up on (gasps) Friday for you. So exciting. For Thanksgiving and for our 100th episode. Oh my gosh. I know. It's wild. Can't believe it. Okay. We love you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye.